sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk, fresh off of a one-week hiatus. I am Bryce Sparling here with me, as always, is my co-driver, Mr. Matt Ridgway. Matt, coming off an off weekend, didn't have to go to the track this past weekend. How you feeling? Refreshed and ready to go? Uh, yes, but at the same time, um, yeah, that feeling could be dangerous. I, I enjoyed <laughs> Sunday maybe a little too much. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? Well, yeah, I, I, uh, I do at least. I, you know, in your line of work, you don't get to enjoy Sundays quite like I do. Yeah, it's a good thing that my reward is I have to be in Richmond for four days because I have to do the short track test on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, so it's a nice welcome back. Hope you enjoyed your off weekend. Let's get back to it uh, for me. So did they move? That short track test was originally supposed to be in New Hampshire, right? Yes, and we were rained out on Sunday in New Hampshire. This race was rescheduled to Monday when the test was supposed to be, so the test was uh, rescheduled to Richmond. Oh, that make I thought y'all were just gonna have to stay like Tuesday, Wednesday up in New Hampshire to get the okay. Well, that that's I, that's better, I guess. That's the that logistics of that don't work because most teams have to load and leave on Wednesday, Thursday okay. for the next race weekend. So that's true. That's true. Uh, this weekend in Pocono, one of my I, I like that track, man. It's a little different. Uh, I think it provides some some different racing, some different options. It's a little bit, a little odd. I know everybody's not a fan of Pocono, but I think it's a I think it's a cool, unique place. Um, Kyle Busch, of course, wins the truck race. I feel like every time he enters in, he he wins it. Wins the truck race over uh, Corey Heim and Taylor Gray and Christopher Bell. That still seems weird to see Kyle Busch racing in a Chevrolet and not a Toyota truck. Yeah, I, I guess I don't watch him race uh, every time. The only thing I think about Kyle Busch and his new situation is every time I see the eight on that car, I think of how hideous it is. It's all like <laughs> blocky and uh, I, don't, I just hate it. I think it's poorly designed and I know he, he helped design it. Um, I don't know what creative influences that was or what the designer was. I just, it's not my taste. I, I think it looks... I think it's probably the worst looking number aesthetically in the field. So that's my opinion. I don't know. I got, <laughs> that's all I think about every time I see Kyle Busch. I, I got to say the five of Kyle Larson, for some reason, I hate the way that thing looks. I don't know why. I can't tell you why I hate it. I just do. I think it looks terrible. I don't like the color scheme. I don't like the font. I don't like the way it's in the car. I hate that. I don't, like I said, don't know why, but it is, uh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Um, but at least that has history. Like that, that's true. Like all the way back to, I guess, Terry Labonte would have been the first to drive the five. Turret. If somebody was in the five before Labonte, I don't know my Hendrick Motorsports history. Anything before or after Dale Jr.'s uh, existence there is irrelevant to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yes. Uh, so at least that number has history. The eight, though, um, I didn't like the eight last year at RCR with the looks like a Jersey number, but slanted to look like the, uh, the micrograma font that RCR and DEI used. Uh, 
obviously they couldn't have the rounded edges because they'd have been sued by Teresa Earnhardt for royalties. Um, so I understand why they had to change it up for Reddick, uh, but now they're completely abandoned that and made it worse. I don't know. But we can stop talking about how ugly the number eight in NASCAR is. Uh, Kyle Busch, hell of a talent. Uh, I, I feel like he's won a couple truck races before, maybe a few cup <laughs> races, or a championship or two. Um, dude's dude's good at driving race cars. No surprise he gets in a race car and goes and wins a race. I just want to go back to the fact that you said, you know, the five started with Terry Labonte, and you're just going to disrespect Ricky Rudd like that. I mean, that's just, you know, that's, you know, the number. Oh, the number. no, it goes further than that. It goes back to, uh, I think. I think the the Dave Levi Pearson? Garrett car. I'm so, okay. Every, you just saying that have has sprung my memory. Jeff Bodine in the number five. Oh, Bodine the original was Hendrick Motorsports. I forgot about that. He was. Yeah. Wasn't that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that one. I forgot about Jeff Bodine in the number five. Yes, the early to mid '80s. Jeff Bodine yes. was number five for Hendrick Motorsports. So in the Levi Garrett yellow and white Levi, whatever I, I think one of the Pearson brothers drove a five like what the <clears> only reason I remember that is because I, I bought uh, a number I think I had a number five Hot Wheel and I think it was Pearson or Parson I don't remember who it was I forgot Jeff Bodine though I completely forgot about that yeah alright so now the history, the history of number numbers. five <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah Kyle Busch wins the truck series at Pocono they have one more race uh, before the greatest playoff in all of the sporting events starts. Uh, they have a 10, 10 race playoff there in the Craftsman no, Truck don't. Series. They, they don't have no 10 race playoffs. That's a... Uh... Oh, 10 driver... I can't read. 10 driver yes. playoff. Excuse <laughs> me. Their playoffs is like six races. <laughs> They've only got like seven left in the year. I can't read. My bad. <laughs> You're right. It's a 10 person, not a 10 race. <laughs> Uh, over on the Xfinity side, Georgia native Austin Hill takes the championship lead. I think he's still leading the championship by quite a few points. Uh, Sam Mayer finishes second, Chase Elliott third, Riley Herbst fifth, and Daniel Henrik or Daniel Daniel Hemrick finishes fifth. And I believe I believe Xfinity has what three or four more races until their playoffs start. I think they start like a week or two after Truck. I think maybe. Possibly? Question mark? Sure. I don't know. We'll go with that. Not sure? I don't know. Not sure? Playoffs? Everybody loves playoffs? Racing? Yeah. Yay. Yippee. So, uh, so exciting that we know all of the details surrounding yeah, all of it. That's how crappy it is. That's how crap that, that Matt and I, Matt works in the sport, and <laughs> I usually don't miss a weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, let's see. It doesn't, it doesn't say here. I don't know. It doesn't playoffs are so stupid, but yeah, I think there's a couple more until Xfinity starts the playoffs. Uh, and then the, on the NASCAR Cup Series, boy, this was I don't so I didn't watch this race live. I watched a lot of the highlights, and Matt, I didn't see much highlights of the racing. Uh, the only highlights that I've seen, and the only thing the talking heads have been talking about, are <laughs> Denny Hamlin and him wrecking. Uh, I just Kyle, Larson. Kyle Larson, my goodness, I just went through a brain fart. In the number five. In the number, and then we were just talking about, golly. <laughs> we've it's, come been, full circle. it's been a long then week. <laughs> it's been a long week, and it's only Thursday. Uh, Denny Hamlin wrecking Kyle Larson, who are apparently, from their own volition, friends off the racetrack. Uh, apparently, that's dirty. I saw the, I saw it. 
I didn't think it was dirty, but once again, a lot of people who are a lot smarter than I am and know NASCAR a lot more intimately than I do, they said it was a dirty move. They hit him, so I guess I'll listen to those guys. Didn't look terribly dirty to me, but I'll let the experts say what they want to say about it. Um, and then we had, who was it that threw a helmet? Was that Martin Truex Jr. That, that threw a helmet or Austin Dillon? Was that who it was? No, it was Austin Dillon throwing it at Tyler Reddick and he missed as bad as you would expect of someone with the lack of talent that Austin Dillon has um, to miss by. Uh, was, he can't drive a race car and he it doesn't have a future throwing uh, helmets, probably baseballs or footballs or much anything else besides having a mustache and being a douchebag and having a famous <laughs> grandfather. How do you miss a car? The car that you're like five feet from. Like, I, that was that was, that was was the highlight of all the highlights that I saw from this past weekend in Pocono. Uh, and then after the race, we had uh, old uh, Ryan Priest, old Priest Lightning, get out there and run up to Corey LaJoy's car and cuss him out up in. What the hell was going on in Pocono, man? What was in the water up there? I don't know. I wasn't up there drinking it. Yeah, I, I think you dodged a bullet, dude. I was on my back porch drinking something else. I, I think you dodged a major bullet not going up to Pocono because everybody that went up there had short tempers, and it boiled over, like, through the entire race. I mean, between the helmet throwing, Ryan Priest going up and cussing somebody out, Denny Hammond spinning out his friend. Like, it was, it was an entertaining race. The racing part was okay, but the stuff that happened after the race and all the ancillary stuff, that was what made it exciting. Yeah, uh, so Pocono, circling back to your original comment that you like Pocono, um, it and that following up with the fact that you said you didn't see uh, most of the racing, Pocono offers uh, a unique, it almost races like a road course because you can make a full service pit stop and get back out on the track without losing a lap to the leaders. If you're within so many seconds to the leader, it's a 50 second lap Pocono. That's enough time to get on pit road, do a pit stop and get off pit road without losing a lap. So all the crew chiefs are now start the race going into it, trying to back time the race from being in your fuel window late. Um, and it's the, the racing, the strategy is very dependent upon the um, choice of pit stops and when to do them and then of course uh, when the cautions fall once your plan is destroyed by a caution what do you do and how does it shake out for you so um, <clears throat> it was it was strategy right from the get go uh, there was I want to say stage 2 started and there was about six consecutive restarts that they immediately crashed on. <laughs> uh, it was, there was a good 20 to 40 minute window. It's, that's a big window, but, but that's roughly how long it was of caution laps because they couldn't get through turn two without a crash on the restart. That, um, that doesn't sound like NASCAR to have a bunch of unnecessary caution laps either. Look, I'm not going to lie. I was wildly entertained sitting on my ca uh, my back patio watching it on my TV. But, uh, uh, yeah, I can understand at some of the frustrations boiling over at that point because everybody's annoyed. Everybody hates cautions. It's hot. We can't restart and make it through turn two. It's embarrassing. Everybody's annoyed. Tempers are high. So your strategy didn't work out because now your crew chief was planning for not six cautions consecutively to start stage two. 
when there's a whole nother stage left. Um, so yeah, I, it was an entertaining race. I enjoyed it. Toyotas were strong at Pocono, taking uh, five of the top six spots. Kevin Harvick, the lone Ford. SHR seemed to have a little bit of uh, speed in the Harvick car. Uh, that was that was about it, though, unfortunately, for, for speed for the Fords. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I the car, Our car, ours being the 41, wasn't terrible. Now, I... The 34th starting position, yeah, I can see the face you're making. <laughs> 34th starting position and 31st finishing position, and I'm going to defend the car. Uh, but it it really, it raced okay. It had speed. He passed, as as per normal, he drove all the way up to about the top 15. Uh, and that's that was just on speed alone. There was some strategy at play. Um, with It had strategy gone the right way. We could have been a top 10 car. Strategy didn't go that way. That's fine. It never does for us. Um, at this point, we should just strategize for whatever we don't want to happen because that's what will happen. Uh, and then, of course, with the long green flag run to end it, I think I don't know what happened to the car, but it seemed to kind of fall off on speed. Um, and we kind of got relegated back towards the back of the pack again. And then we got wrecked by Corey LaJoy. But uh, yeah, I, the feedback that I got, I I actually listened uh, for most of the day on the NASCAR app so I could hear what they were saying. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Thank it, you for that. That's I didn't how know I, that existed. That's amazing. I felt, yeah, I felt like I was uh, right there. I was waiting on Chad to come on my ear and give me a, a, a air pressure adjustment. <laughs> and then I heard him talking about making air pressure adjustments and it made me mad because somebody else is out there doing my job. Uh, so yeah, who who did they who did they get to fill in for you? Like, is it just a random dude? Is it like a is it somebody that works in sales? They just pull them down there to the track for one weekend? No. So we the SHR has a backup tire guy who is done back uh, done tires for the better part of twenty year. I mean, just an an expert. Um, and typically that's not that's not atypical for most big teams to have. However, this guy was busy this weekend. He was already committed. He had plans with his family in Florida, so he couldn't go to Pocono. But my last off week, I was scheduled to have Sonoma off. And so it fell through then, and I had to go to Sonoma. So they told me I was off for Pocono, and they were not going to double back on that. So they took our shock guy, uh, his name's Beave. Uh, that's obviously a nickname. Everybody in racing has a nickname except me. I don't want one. Um, uh, has to be his the name's originator. Beave did tires on Jeff Gordon's car in 2006-ish. Oh, okay. Uh, the 24 car. and been around for a long time. I mean, obviously, he's done lots of things since then, um, but, but has done tires in the past. Uh, so maybe a little bit of a learning curve because he hasn't done tires on the next gen car. So the last time he did tires would have been on a steel wheel with inner liners and all that stuff that we don't have anymore. Um, so, but a little bit of a learning curve, but they got it figured out. They made it through the weekend without me. That's pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know like that was an option. I didn't know if like the, the Jack man had to come over and do tires or something or vice versa. <laughs> you know. No, they, they took an extra guy in place of me who has done tires 
in the past. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, this week, y'all traveled to Richmond, kind of a split up. We got the uh, the Xfinity Series is at Road America, and the Craftsman Truck Series and the Cup Series are both at Richmond. It all kicks off tomorrow at, uh, let me see, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. tomorrow practice for the Xfinity. That's going to be on USA. And then at 6 p.m. is qualifying for Xfinity on the USA as well. It's all tomorrow. It's at Road Atlanta. I love to see the Xfinity cars uh, and the truck series, honestly, go around road course. I just love road courses. Those cars aren't supposed to be on road courses, and it just makes for uh, makes for fun racing. On Saturday, it is an absolute full slate, 12.35 practice for the Cup Series on USA, and then at 1.20 qualifying for the Cup Series on USA in Richmond, 3 p.m., the Road America 180 for the Xfinity Series, guys, on Big NBC. And then at 7.30 p.m., the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the Worldwide Express 250 at Richmond on FS1. We get trucks under the lights. I once again say that trucks under the lights is one of the prettiest things in all of motorsports. And then over on Sunday at 3 p.m., the, the <laughs> almost said cookout, the cookout 400 on USA for the NASCAR Cup Series. Matt, Richmond's a, a smaller track. How do you think Ryan Priest is going to fare this weekend? Uh, we were decent there last time. Uh, I want to say that was... I don't remember where we finished. Uh, all I remember is we used up every set of tires we had. <clears throat> um, I, I would hope better. I try to go into every week optimistic that we should be a top 10 car if we handle everything we need to handle we have the driver we have the crew we should have the car um we have the pit crew because our pit crew for those who don't know the 41 pit crew was p1 on the board at pocono uh for the first time so it's like that we still see flashes of the team we could be if we put it all together for a weekend we just have no we've gone through 20 two, three weekends, and have yet to put it all together. Um, so hopefully this will be the weekend that changes. Priest should do good. We're going to finish top 10. I like it. Get a top, t top 10 in there. Uh, you finished 18th the last time at Richmond, but you started 33rd. So you passed a ton of cars. What on else the, is new? On the, yeah, I mean, that's uh, getting everything together in one weekend has been y'all's biggest hurdle. I mean, it's yep. some weekends you have qualifying you don't have race speed sometimes you have race speed you don't have qualifying speed sometimes the strategy is right but it, it turns out wrong sometimes you get wrecked it's it's weird man a lot of it it's crazy how many things have fallen into place to kind of shoot y'all in the foot on a top 10 finish in a lot of places where you have a car to finish in the top 10 just for one reason or another it doesn't happen yeah and i mean and you can blame whatever you, you can make all the excuses you want we're not gonna i mean you can blame Corey lajoy for last week but we shouldn't be back there racing with Corey lajoy like it's very that, true the the size of spire motorsports organization and the size of stewart haas racing those cars should be the only time they should be next to each other on the track is when they're being lapped by us um so the fact that we're back there racing him for position you know if you don't want to get wrecked by a guy who you know if you don't want to get wrecked, don't be around that guy. And it, that's that's on us. So uh, whatever it is, you can make all the excuses you want. But if we control the things we can control and take care of the race car and get everything out of it on restarts and pit stops and tires and air pressures 
and qualifying speed, uh, we should be easily a top 10 team every week. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I think I think that's that's where y'all should be. So uh, the 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 tr- Craftsman Truck Series in Richmond, the NASCAR Cup Series, they are also in Richmond, and the Xfinity Series is at Road America, which I'm kind of bummed about because Xfinity Series. When, when you have one-off racing, they won't have the uh, radio. They won't have the, the driver's radio available on the app, which kind of bums me out. That's one of my favorite things to listen to. But I'll get the, I'll get the truck series and the cup series on, on Saturday and Sunday back-to-back. So it is what it is. Moving over to IndyCar this past weekend. They were at Iowa. And if anybody knows anything about IndyCar in Iowa, it's that Joseph Newgarden is the absolute man at Iowa. Every single race, every single time, they go out it's always joseph newgarden and once again he wins it back to back on saturday and sunday in the high v home front 250 in the high v one step 250 joseph newgarden two victories that makes three on the season i think i think he's i know four four on the season he's won four races on the season uh you can't stop joseph newgarden at iowa you just can't Nah, it, you probably can't stop him this year i think that's if i'm a betting man uh i'm gonna bet my house on Max Verstappen winning the Drivers' Championship in F1. I'm gonna bet my car on my Fusion, not my Mustang, on Joseph <laughs> <laughs> Newgarden winning the uh, um, IndyCar champ. IndyCar is the word I was looking there for. Championship, right there. Yep. and I'm going to bet uh, this empty beer can on. I don't have a Cup Series championship favorite. You know it what? It could be anybody. I'm, I'm go, so I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on New Garden in the IndyCar, and I think Max in F1 is kind of a foregone conclusion. Give me Martin Truex Jr. to win the okay. NASCAR yeah, Cup yeah. Series. I think he's going to win. The, I think he's going to win the championship this year in NASCAR. That's not a bad pick at all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Joseph New Garden wins two. It's his fourth win of the season. Uh, I think they're off this weekend. Uh, I don't think yeah, they race. They are until next weekend. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> yeah, they race in the big machine Music City Grand Prix in uh, Nashville. 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 There yeah. it is. Yeah, that's the Music City. That's the part Music of that. City. Yeah, <laughs> I was staring at it and I was like, "Are they going back to Detroit?" That's Motown. Um, yes. Yeah. So uh, Muscle City. Yeah. I'll get there eventually. So yes, they're going to Nashville next weekend. Well, that's that's kind of cool cool track man you go over that big bridge there it's kind of twisty windy it reminds me a lot of um the chicago circuit that nascar raced in this year that uh that Nashville. yeah i'd like they to... did it first there we so we copied them but um yeah very very cool spectacle i know those guys love it nashville is mm-hmm. awesome so and you know kind of while we're on the topic of uh of indycar have you heard the rumors that indycar is going to change the weekend that they go up to indy are you surprised by that rumor, Bryce? No, not really. Because I think I think IndyCar wants all eyes on them when they're nope, at no, Indy. No, no, no. Oh, oh, you're wrong already. Oh, really? You're, you're already wrong. Um, I don't think this is a decision by IndyCar at all. Really? This is this is to me which I already, okay. I'm not breaking news here on this podcast. I don't know. It sounds next, like you are. Next, no, I'm not because it hasn't been confirmed and I have no insider information. This is purely my speculation, 
but I'm using common sense here. And I know the world forgot what that was, but put all the pieces of the puzzle together here and I'm gonna make you a case. I'm gonna present a case and you, the jury, are gonna decide uh, what, what you feel. Um, next year, 1994 is the 30th anniversary of the original inaugural Brickyard 400 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the first time that NASCAR raced there. It was on the Oval. Um, there have been cries from the NASCAR fan base that they want the Indy Oval back. Fans complained about it because it was a boring race, um, but it, it was a crown jewel race of our sport and the the gimmicky let's turn ovals into road courses at nascar has kind of worn out i i expect that the charlotte roval won't be far behind i think that experiment has kind of run its course and with we saw how great the racing is on the oval um the last couple of times we were there um i think this is an obvious to make it even more obvious, Goodyear is doing a tire test on the Oval, which they have publicly confirmed on Monday and Tuesday following the Indy Road Course weekend. Sounds like breaking Indy news Car here. That's what that sounds like. Sounds like breaking news here. That's not breaking news. That is public information. Goodyear has confirmed. What is confirmed. now? Because you broke it. We knew, we knew there was a test there. Goodyear has since confirmed it is on the Oval with the NASCAR stock cars. Um, for those lucky enough to get to stay and do that test, I would love to do that test instead of Richmond. Let me tell you what. Uh, <laughs> but it is widely speculated, assumed, um, a foregone conclusion, if you will, at this point, that next year we will. And with this news that IndyCar is suspected to move their venue, because obviously they're not going to do two races at the Indy Oval. Theirs is in May. They're not, they're not coming to do the road course on Saturday and then flip the track around and do the oval on Sunday. Their departure from that date is just should be the icing on the cake with the foregone conclusion that the announcement of the return of the Brickyard 400 is merely a formality at this point. Brickyard 400 coming next year. You heard it here first. We're racing the Brickyard next year. I'm psyched. The only thing I'm not psyched so about I guess, is the... I guess I, the prosecuting attorney, have convinced you uh, without, beyond a shadow of a doubt. I, yeah, I trust you. There we go. We got it. Brickyard 400 next year. Mark it down. 30th anniversary of the first one. I'm excited. NASCAR going back to Brickyard. That's going to be the title of this video. Okay. I like <laughs> it. Uh, uh, that, the... venue, that venue is going to be slam-packed for the 30th anniversary of the return of the Brickyard. If you were... A marketing person, this is uh, something you dream about being able to put together. I, uh, I, might, I might have to make it up there for that uh, for that race. I, uh, I, I got some friends that live yes. maybe a mile and a half from the racetrack. Yep. So, so that's, that's walking distance. I would. I'm not sure if tickets are on sale for next year yet. Well, how could they be? The race hadn't uh, officially been announced yet. And announced, yeah. yeah. But um, I would be prepared for grandstand tickets to be not available for long. And uh, that venue holds 300,000, I think. So it's like... I think it holds more than that. It's, But it's going to be slam-packed. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You got to get if the you snake wanna pit. Sit on the front stretch. You better buy the day they announce that. Oh yeah. No, I think I'm gonna buy tickets for the snake pit. That's the fun. That's the fun part of it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I suspect. I suspect an announcement will come that weekend. If I had to guess, yeah. I would, that would just be the reasonable place to do it for NASCAR to make the announcement um, that weekend that next year's 30th anniversary of the inaugural Brickyard 400 will be run on the oval with the return of the Brickyard. Or you could just give me like a, a, a fire jumpsuit and I could I could pretend that I'm part of the Stuart Haas team. Hey guys, I'm the I'm the backup gas man here just in case he we gets... have we have one that hasn't been worn all season so would it fit me no oh that's not the point <laughs> <laughs> i've we seen make something I've work seen, yeah i've seen people cram into smaller <laughs> oh good times good times here on this racing podcast uh, so yeah, Brickyard 400 back next year. Mark it down. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to get up for it, up there for that one. That'd be awesome. The only thing that'd be a bummer about that is like the way it's set up now. You have Monaco in the morning, uh, the Indy 500 in the afternoon, and then the Coke 600 uh, at, at, for the nightcap. One amazing weekend of racing. Uh, wait, so. wait, wait, wait. That's not going to be affected. That date stays the same. NASCAR's return to Indy on the Brickyard will be the same weekend in August. It is IndyCar that is moving locations, not dates. So that day, the greatest day in motorsports in May will be unaffected by this announcement. Oh, I thought I thought IndyCar was moving their day from May into August. No. Oh, no, 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 I no, got no, the news. No. Ba- I read it backwards then. Okay. Yes, no, they are, they are moving their venue on this race weekend the indy road course race weekend to another track oh uh okay okay uh all right that makes more sense um yes yes okay all right so sweet and that's because it will be prepared for the oval awesome perfecto all right well that that makes which they will have already run right Right. (laughs) we're all on the same page all right we're good now yeah we're good now sweet (laughs) okay the great the greatest sporting event or the greatest uh the greatest Sport day, motorsport day in the entire world is still safe. Thank God. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Yes. We're good there. Christmas for motorsports fan is not affected. Thank Santa God. Santa Claus is still coming at 730 in the I morning. I thought Santa Claus Monica. was dead. I thought Santa Claus was dead there for a second. And <laughs> we were going to have to pick up the shattered pieces of them. Uh, nope. sp- speaking of F1, we are in Spa this weekend in Spa Francorchamps in Belgium. And Matt, let me tell you some good news that I have already seen. Uh, from pictures out in Spa. Guess what? What's that? It's, it's no r- rain. It's raining. It's pouring. <laughs> it's pouring down rain in Spa right now. I've seen a bunch of pictures on social media. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a monsoon in Spa. Luckily, nothing going on today. Hopefully, it moves out of the way uh, for this weekend. Don't mind a little rain in Spa, but as we know, Spa is an older racetrack, and if you get the slightest bit of inclement weather there, and it rains for any period of time. Uh, it floods and actually we just saw a fatality a couple weeks ago because of the rain and the spray and all that stuff so we want to I love wet weather racing I don't want to see them race in wet weather racing when it could cause fatalities you know there's a fine line there and the FIA has to decide that but yeah this weekend they're in spa 
uh, Friday morning, FP1 at 7.30, and then qualifying at 11 on Saturday at 6 a.m. Eastern. We have the Sprint Shootout. And then at uh, 10.30 that same day, we actually have the sprint race. And then Sunday, we have the actual race at 9 a.m. Matt, who are you picking to finish second behind Max Verstappen? Uh, let's go Lewis Hamilton. I'm liking the speed of Mercedes. Don't sleep on McLaren. <sighs> Looking good. Who we were just talking about being the, the maybe the greatest downfall in Formula One a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they, they completely turned that around. It's like a complete 180. It's nuts, man. Um, they yeah. were they were sitting on something, that's for sure. Yeah, McLaren looks good, and um, yeah, I'll be I'll be excited to see what all kind of transpires uh, for for this race because Sergio Perez had a nice you know third place podium at Hungary. I, I have to believe that he's probably out at the end of this year. Um, I think they are probably Daniel Ricardo back. It's it's either Danny Rick or Yuki Sonoda. I mean, Danny Rick hopped into that car last week with little to no experience in, in the Alpha Tauri and almost got points. He finished 13th. He finished ahead of Yuki Sonoda, who's been in that car for over a year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll be excited to see what Danny Rick can do here at Spa. Um, like you said, the McLarens are fast. I have er- also heard rumors. Uh, I don't know how true this is, but I have heard rumors that Haas is bringing uh, a lot of upgrades to their car at, at Spa. Um, so that, that's a Haas team that we've seen can be competitive at some tracks. I don't know if they're going to have the top end speed to be competitive at Spa, but it just depends on what upgrades they brought. We saw what the upgrades did to McLaren. They brought McLaren from arguably the worst car on the grid to probably the second or third best team on the grid. So, um, yeah, big, big summer upgrades can do that. But, yeah, Spa, Spa this weekend, I'm excited. It's one of my favorite tracks that um, F1 races on. Might be my favorite track. I don't know. I like I like Silverstone and Brazil quite a bit. Sao Paulo is pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, Spa, Spa is definitely top five. Spa is my favorite other than Monaco. I think Monaco is my favorite track. Just, just – the Monaco Grand Prix, um, Spa obviously a better, a superior track to Monaco. Yeah. But when I think about F one, I just think about Monaco. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with, I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah. I don't know what I was gonna say. Completely lost the train of my thought. It's been a busy week. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been a very, very busy week. Uh, the ball's got to start. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's uh, right. It's you. You're gonna be busy. Balls to the wall, dude. Balls to the wall. Yep. Uh, when, when are you flying out to Richmond? I fly out Saturday morning at 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, that's early, baby. Good I, Lord. It's that, it's that or fly out 6 o'clock Friday night and sleep in a hotel room at bed for no reason at all. So if they needed me to be on that plane at 4 a.m., I would be there. Um, it's another night in my own bed that I don't have to miss my family for. So that's true. And find me up for five thirty flights. I mean, with your experience in the armed forces as well, er, waking up early is probably not a big, not, not a problem, not a big me. deal. At all. <laughs> you're Cup not of coffee and roll. You're not you're not being woken up at one a.m. about people yelling at you and screaming at you to get in formation and anything like that. So you know, that's correct. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what is that? I'm getting notifications on my phone. All right, man, you got anything else to add before we hop out of here on a little bit of a a little bit of a short week? We promise to have a more in depth podcast next week uh, when we actually watch when I, when I actually watch the race. <laughs> I've, 
I was, yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched nothing this weekend. I saw Priest didn't qualify too well. Uh, we were at the pool, kind of swimming around. I checked on Priest, wasn't doing too good, and I'm like, I don't even, don't even turn, don't even turn, bother turning it on. We were watching the Braves uh, beat the uh, beat the Brew Crew, I think this Brewers, weekend. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then That's, we get swept by the Red Sox. What the hell? Yeah, in their Easter Bunny uniforms. Those were terrible, man. Those were honestly, yeah, dude, they're so bad. Like, I get the, I, you know what? Since we haven't ranted about baseball in a while on this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and take Rant my away, baby. <laughs> Bryce, I realized that I am now old man yells at cloud. Yep. Because I know nothing's changing. Yep. But I, I have decided that I hate every City Connect uniform in baseball. They're terrible. I hate them all. They're, They're awful. All, even the Braves. The Braves, like, the Braves are one of the worst. If, if the Braves wanted to wear those colors, they should just wear their throwbacks. Yep. Like, that, there was nothing wrong with the 66, 68 throwbacks that they wore last year, other than it had the the feather logo on it, which I think was deemed a little bit controversial, and I think they're slowly uh, phasing out everything except the name Braves. Uh, all the Native American imagery um, will someday be a relic of the past, but they're doing it on a sl- such a slow, gradual scale that fans won't notice and riot. Right. Um, yeah. No more Chief so, Oklahoma. Yep, so we, well, Chief Nakahoma's not going to be around much longer anyway. Uh, physically, the man, the man who is Chief Nakahoma um, is still alive, not in great health. I didn't know he was uh, still kicking around. Oh, yeah, he's oh, still wow. alive. I did um, not know that. He, I, he has a Facebook page where his family shares updates about his health. Uh, I believe his name is Chief Nakahoma Nation Chief or something Chief, like that. Chief uh, Nation. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, the guy's still alive. But, yeah, I think the um, – uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to enjoy the Braves while they are what I know them to be and while they're as dominant as they are. They've been a little lukewarm since coming back from the All-Star break. But I don't – I'm not worried. Uh, the Braves are the best team in baseball, and I don't think it's close. If the Braves are – playing at their maximum potential i don't think anybody can take a series from them let alone a team dressed like the easter bunny so yeah that's my rant i hate all the city connect uniforms in baseball um some are worse than others but they're all terrible and i hate them all yeah they're terrible they're all i think i think the diamondbacks have one jersey that doesn't look terrible i think their city connect ones look not awful but other than that they're they're all like who designed these i they looked like they were designed by the same person that designed the Great Britain jersey for the World Baseball Classic. Like that, yeah. It, it looks like the same minds were behind that. It, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. They're it's awful. just a marketing thing for Nike to be able to sell more jerseys, but it's there. I hate them all. Yeah, they're, um, they're terrible. And I hate the Red Sox ones because they have like Dodger blue helmets, but like uh, Easter, like a light blue hat. So like it just doesn't. So weird. Like, what are you doing? They're wearing light blue socks and batting gloves and equipment and Dodger blue helmets with yellow jerseys that I just, oh, it was atrocious, and we lost both games, and God help me. I'm glad that series is over. The the uh, the Red Sox jerseys remind me of the Pittsburgh Steelers throwback jerseys from, like, the six, like the 50s or 60s that they wore. It's like that yeah. yellow. Yeah, it looks, yeah. looks dumb. It looks absolutely dumb. But All right, that's all we got this week for TM5's Track Talk. We will be back next week. Same time, same location, same place, same everything, possibly, unless we're not. And if we're not, then we're not. And uh, look for us the week after that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you when we see. We'll see you at the exact same time next week, unless we don't. 
We'll see you when we see you. <laughs> For Matt Ridgway, I am Bryce Sparling. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all at some point in the future. <laughs> Unless we don't. Unless we don't. <laughs>